When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Now, it's estimated that up to one in three adults wake up with chronic pain most days. Uh, But sadly, many still battle to have their debilitating condition taken seriously by doctors. Uh, In order to highlight the issue, the charity Chronic Pain Ireland has launched a campaign for Pain Awareness Month, which is September. And to talk more, I'm joined by Martina Phelan, who is the chair of the uh, association and we're also hoping to speak with somebody who suffers from chronic pain. We're just having difficulties uh, getting through uh, to that other person. But Martina Phelan uh, joins me. Um, good morning to you, Martina. Good morning, Patricia. And Thanks you're, for having us well, on. Well, you're, you're very welcome to the programme. I suppose, can you start by explaining to us how you define chronic pain? Yeah. Um, in its simplest terms, chronic pain is any pain that lasts beyond the healing period. And the healing period is generally taken as three months by healthcare professionals. So it's any pain that lingers beyond three months. Okay. I'm... And it, it can be any kind of pain, Patricia. It can feel like it's stabbing, it's burning, it's pinpricks. It can even feel like uh, insects biting. Do you know the way you get a, a, an insect bite in the summer? Yeah. And you can that, feel like that. And that intense sting that you get from it. Stay there yeah. because I'm told uh, Neve uh, Vegeter is on the other Brilliant. line who is a, a who is a uh, patient uh, with who suffers from chronic pain. Good morning to you, Neve. Good morning, Patricia. And you're very, you're very welcome. And, and I wanted to start my chat uh, with you because, because you suffer from uh, chronic pain. So I suppose, can you take us back? When did you start to suffer from it? And when and what were you diagnosed with? It was March 2001. And I was just em- moving an empty box. Didn't even have to bend down for it. Just moving an empty box from one side of the room to the other. And I felt something giving my back. And the following morning, I couldn't move, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't do anything. And eventually, through GP, physio, and then probably a year later, seeing a specialist and MRI scans, 
I prolapsed the disc. Oh, and how would you describe the pain you experienced and you are experiencing? Back then, it was unlike anything I had ever experienced. And I'd broken my femur before and that wasn't as bad as how it was with that back pain. It was, you couldn't get up. The the pain would have been so intense that you'd be crying just to, to even try to sit up to get to the toilet. I'd have to, luckily my brother was with me so he could help me to get out of bed those first couple of days because otherwise I don't know what I would have done. And since then, I've had four surgeries on that disc and was left with a final diagnosis of failed back syndrome. Fancy term for basically nerve damage when you've ongoing pain following surgery that there's no other reason for. Wow. So I was left with that. The last surgery was, I think, 2000 seven or something, five or seven, something like that. Yeah, I and with, the every, with every surgery, Neve, you were hoping this will be it. This will sort it. This will allow me to get my life back to normal. That's it. And for the first couple of surgeries, it was grand for a few months afterwards. And then after surgery one, it was a sneeze that put it back out. After surgery two, it was a cough that put it back out. Surgery oh number God. three, I have no clue what did it, but that one was the worst because I was left living no no kind of quality of life. I was going to bed upstairs, going downstairs to a bed downstairs because I couldn't sit mm-hmm. anymore. So it was just that was my life until I had surgery number three. And then surgery number four, it was just never fully relieved of the pain. And then that was surgery number four. And then that never fully relieved it. And I lost count of the number of nerve blocks they tried on me. None of that worked. Physio didn't work. So, And there's and no more what, surgeries now that can be of any help? No. No. Not on that back level, no. So what gives you relief from the pain at the moment? Painkillers. That's literally all that I have left, painkillers. Because there's no physio that will help. There's, yeah, there's not a lot. I've struggled with my weight, so that could help if I could get it down. But I'm at a point where I now also suffer from arthritis and I need a knee replacement. So I have no mobility and no way to exercise to lose the weight to get the surgery, to be able to walk. God, it's like a vicious circle. It, re- it really is. And and talk to me, Neve, about how that living with that constant chronic pain, like you know every single day that you wake up that you are going to be in pain. You obviously get some relief from with the painkillers. But how does that affect your day-to-day life at the moment? It's difficult. There are days when I just don't want to get up because I know as soon as I even sit up out of the bed, the pain will start. And then as soon as I take, stand up and take that first step, the pain is worse. But unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately for me, I can't lie down very long because that triggers the back pain and the shooting pain. So I have to get up. So I have to do stuff. And I'm lucky, I'm very lucky in the position that I work with my brother and he stays with me during the week. So if I need any help, he is there to help me. And I am so lucky to have that. 
But it is difficult. Like, I work part-time. That's about all I can do. And it takes all my energy to do those days. And then the days that I don't work is to recover enough to be able to go back in and do the work. Because without work, I ha- I wouldn't have no life. I'd be just at home all the time. But but you would like and want to be able to work full-time, I take it, listening to you. I absolutely would, because it, it's good for the mental health. But physically, it's it's a problem. But it's also a problem with financially, because I can't work full-time. So I'm working part-time. And at the moment, I still receive... Uh, an allowance for a uh, partial capacity allowance from the state. So that allows me to have some extra money from the state while working part-time. But that is not a permanent thing. That will trickle away after a couple of years. Then I'll be in a position that I won't be able to afford to work part-time, have to go full-time up to a point where I'm no longer able to work and then have to go full-time back on disability. So that is a vicious circle that I've been through before until I started working with my brother. So it's trying to keep a job and maintain a job I can only do for so long until that's it. I've clapped my health out so much. I can't work for a couple of years, start going back to work, financially have to go back full time and then you're back in that circle again. Have you a social life, Neve? No, I I don't. I don't go out. I uh, I have the best triggers for my pain is sitting up still, standing still or lying down. And yeah, so, I, I, it's not comfortable going anywhere. Yeah, so, so even to go, for, to go for a drive in a car, to, to go on a journey anywhere would be? It's if I have a destination, that's grand. Okay. But if I, 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 I just can't decide tomorrow, ah, I want to go to the beach for a walk because I get there I'm too tired, I'm in too much pain and then you're clambering around on sand, rocks, whatever and then that takes a few days out of me. So it's... The, the, and are no you, when you mention painkillers, are you on very heavy painkillers? I would be on a step down from morphine. morphine. Oh, and I have been on that kind of 15 years. I'm lucky enough to have a really good pain specialist and we have been playing around with the medication because at one point, this was before I was with this pain specialist, I was on levels that high that I would be drowsy driving. That's what I was, that's what I was asking about the painkillers. Yeah, that's, and when you're long term on those very heavy medication, they just seem to take, take over your life and I can understand trying to get out of the pain but it's the quality of life you're left with that's it and yeah. as I said I was lucky with this pain specialist that realised that the last medication I was on which was oxycodone was not getting processed by my liver correctly because I'd been on it so long and he switched me to something else and that worked wonders I'm on less of the narcotic than I would have been on on the oxy but it works just as well for me. Well, it, it did until recently. And oxy, but that's another o- story. Yeah, oxycodone is the famous Oxycontin that we all watch those TV programmes about and people getting addicted and 
the effect exactly. that it had. Yeah, and scary that's stuff. True, that's but it's scary stuff for people who need it. Yeah. Oh, listen, one hundred percent. I I hear you on that, girl. I really do. Let me bring back in Martina, the chair of the of Chronic Pain Ireland. Um, Martina, is Neve's story very similar to many you would hear from your members? It is very very similar, um, and even to my own. Um, I have chronic pain myself. Um, I was, like me, if I was diagnosed with failed back surgery syndrome, despite the fact I've never had back surgery. You've I'm not a candidate for back surgery. Okay. Um, and as she was saying with the medications, that is very, very common, you know. And what we find with a lot of people, and myself included, and probably Neve in her experience, is that you don't take the level of medication that you need. Because to to completely kill the pain, you would be, you could be, no, I'm not talking about everybody now, I don't want to generalise, um, you wouldn't be able to have a life. Yeah, you're, you're, you're nearly knocked super. out. Yeah, you're near, you're nearly not knocked out. And how yeah. uh, how does it affect you work-wise, uh, Martina? Are you similar to Neve that you can't work full-time? I haven't worked at all in eight years. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But I have volunteered with Chronic Pain Ireland for nearly as long. Um, and I've been the chair now for four years. Well done, well done. And is um, it very... Do, do, do you find it, uh, Martina, very difficult when... At times, doctors don't believe that you're in pain, particularly if they can't, you can't see pain. I think that's, I think that's the big problem. And is there an yeah. element at times that it's almost like you must be exaggerating, you couldn't be in that much pain? That's exactly what happened. And that's what happened to me. It was, I wasn't diagnosed until 2008, um, but I've had pain since I was a teenager. Um, and I was nearly 30 before I was diagnosed. And it's all too common that we hear with people, oh, you couldn't be in that much pain. Um, oh, sure, it's just wear and tear. Everybody has back problems. You know, you're at that age of your life. Or, unfortunately, um, a lot of people hear, you're just overweight or it's just your period. Oh, God. And, I, and I'm assuming for both of you, does it affect your night's sleep? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You go through, I'm sure Neve can, can commiserate, you go through every type of pillow, sheet, mattress, um, duvet cover to find something that's comfortable. Yeah, and, and then it's, it's trying to and you turn. It's trying to yeah. cope then the next day when you haven't had a good night's sleep and, and, and yeah. you know, and listening to how Neve described it, you're getting out of bed knowing that you're going to be in pain now for the day and you haven't had a, a full full night's sleep. It really is uh, is is crazy. Um Martina Neve mentioned she's seems to have a really good pain consultant, which and mm. Neve I take it is here in, in Cork, is it? Yeah, do you yeah. mind if I plug them? Do you? Dr. Dominic Hegarty. Well done, Dominic mm. Hegarty. Do we have enough pain consultants, Martina, especially in the public service? We don't. We don't. And um, that isn't just a problem in Ireland. That's a European problem. In Ireland, we have what, what we term 27 whole time consultants. That means that there might be slightly more, but the hours that they do only add up to 27 people. So a lot of them work part-time. Um, so they would be like a 0.5 in in the hospital, working half the hours of the week. Um, and that's something that we that we would 
you know, campaign for, for an increase in those numbers. So are you, are you saying people waiting to get to see a pain management could end up in a waiting list? Absolutely. Oh. We have anecdotal evidence of people waiting 18 months or more to see a pain consultant and the Irish Pain Society, who would be the, the pain specialist group, have come out and said that that would be the average there as well, it would be 18 months. Now, you'll probably hear from people that in other parts of the country it may be longer, maybe less. It depends on where you live. But that's that just, 18 months would be the average. That's just not good enough, is it? It really isn't yes. good enough. Okay, so and t- that's only to speak to the consultant. Yeah, yeah before we, you even try and get some kind of a treatment plan in place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, talk to me about what you're planning to do for uh, this month. You've, you've, you've got a very special, it's a pain awareness uh, month. Mm. Uh, wh- what are you hoping to do to highlight the issue? Um, so Pain Awareness Month, it's an international awareness month okay. to highlight chronic pain. Um, for ourselves, we are running extra workshops um, as well as social media campaign, the radio media campaign. Um, it's just to try to get the message out to people. It's to get the message out there. It's to promote that, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. People are not alone. We're there for them. We have the workshops that they can attend Mem- for members. They're free of charge. Um, they can attend them. Some of them are five weeks in length. Others then are a one-off. So you just attend for two to three hours of a morning. And it's all about learning to cope with the chronic pain, self-management of your chronic pain, so that in addition to your medication, we teach self-management strategies to help. And then there's also the social element of it. So we run a peer support group once a month where people can just get together and talk about their pain, you know, what helps other people. And it's a place where there's no judgment. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I, I, I take it, uh, and uh, Neve, if you want to come in on this, I mean, I take it at times you just stop talking to people and telling people about your pain because it feels there must be a sense of oh god here she goes again talking about her pain or you sense that that's how some people feel Neve. It is absolutely and and I doubt they're doing it but it seems that sometimes every time you're talking to this family member or this friend it's just about the pain and and at a certain point it's yeah let's not talk about that anymore it's try to kind of make it as less less important than it is or less of an effect on the life as it is. But who wants to talk about somebody else's pain all the time? So you just shut it off so that you can have, or what I would feel, a decent conversation rather than focusing on me all the time. Okay, somebody, somebody's talking about somebody they know who had a lot of uh, nerve pain uh, and ended up going on CBD oil. Do either of the ladies recommend that? I'm not a healthcare professional, okay. Patricia, um, and we don't advocate for one drug over another. Um, I would have, so I would have no comment there at all. Okay. Okay. I suppose it's whatever works for individuals is what happens. Okay. That's so, it. so yeah. Martina, how, how can anybody listening, and I know there will be people listening who will be very oh. much identifying with your story and with Neve's story and living with chronic pain. Um, how can they link in with, with your group, Chronic Pain Ireland? We have a website, uh, chronicpain.ie. Uh, it's a brand new website, actually. We only launched there a few weeks ago. And all the information is there. And we also have our Facebook and Instagram pages, or Twitter, rather, um, 
uh, Chronic Pain Ireland on Facebook and Twitter. But the website would be the main source of okay. information there. And, and listen to, to say to people, reach out and just get the, the, the even that peer support alone just to chat to somebody. Listen, you're two very brave uh, ladies. We wish you well on your journey. And we thank you both for joining us this morning on the programme. Good morning to you. Bye bye. Uh, Neve uh, Vector and Martina Phelan. Martina being the chair of the uh, Chronic Pain uh, Island. It's just a nightmare, isn't it? To be living like that, to be constantly living like that and knowing that there's no ending to the pain. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.